Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I am so happy you're here, and I am so happy to be recording a brand new episode for you right now. I am going to be answering you all's questions here in just a minute, but I have a couple of updates for you really quickly. First of all, my intention was to record this episode last week and have it live right now as I'm recording this. And that did not happen. I sat down to record this very episode last week. And you know, when you just sit down to do something, especially something that requires creativity (laughs) and a certain level of energy, and you sit there and you just like stare at a screen or a piece of paper, whatever it is that you're supposed to be like doing the thing on. And you just realize, nope, Mm -mm. it's not going to (laughs) happen. That was me last week. I had the best intentions. I actually came into my quote podcast studio, AKA my closet. I sat down And I sat here and these are one of the easier episodes answering your questions because you guys give me what to work off of and I just kind of riff on them and it's awesome. Um, But even, even that, I just, I didn't have it in me and I made the decision that it's not the end of the world. And in moments like that, I get to prioritize rest over hustle. So that's what I decided to do, which is why we pulled an older episode and replayed it because I'm very blessed and I have some new listeners. So hopefully it was brand new to some of you all. And if it wasn't, hopefully it was a chance for you to maybe listen to another podcast or you to re-listen to the episode that that dropped last week and just kind of get a refresher. But either way, I appreciate you all's patience and grace. I promise not to do that often. I just, I needed a break. There's been a lot going on, a lot of great, great, great things. And I've been creating a lot and mama just needed a breather. So again, I appreciate your grace and, um, and it's not gonna happen a lot because I love, I love sitting here and creating new goodness for you all. And speaking of awesome things that happened last week, we filled out the Game Changer Mastermind in, I think, three days. It was like two and a half, three days. I didn't count the weekend because I didn't promote it over the weekend. And that was insane. That was probably one of my most aligned flowy launches I've ever done. It was out of pure inspiration. I had considered starting up a new mastermind and I kind of thought about it here and there, but never like really sat down, put pen to paper and really strategized on it. It was just a thought. And randomly somebody filled in 
an old mastermind application for my mother hustler mastermind. I don't know where she found the link, but she found it and she filled it in. She was like ready to go. And obviously I had to tell her like, Ooh, that one doesn't exist anymore. But it was like just the thing I needed, just the sign from the universe that it was time. And I took action right then. And I announced the opening of my new mastermind, the Game Changer Mastermind. And it filled up really, really fast with some incredible women. So I'm so, so thankful. I have so much gratitude for that because it's just a really fun experience for me to do something, um, to have like a launch be that easy and, and get like such aligned women in there. So it's filled for the summer round, but a lot of people have been asking if I will be doing future rounds and I feel like I, I definitely will. I definitely will. We had our first night last night and it was so much fun to sit there again with all of my girls who are so aligned and just such freaking rock stars and to be strategizing and kind of bouncing ideas off of each other and getting to train and, and all the things. It just, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love hosting masterminds. So I feel like I'm definitely going to do it again. This round is a focus mastermind, which means that we are all working toward a, a specific thing, a specific outcome together. This specific one is all around creating like that game-changing magnetic content that leads to those super deep connections, the the attraction of the ideal clients, you know, all, you know, and the engagement all serving as like a catalyst for more sales. So this is the first time that I'm doing a focus mastermind. So I'm going to fill this one out. I might be doing the exact same thing again, but either way, I'll definitely launch a fall version. So all of that to say, if you feel like a mastermind vibe, a group coaching situation would be a good fit for you and something that you might want to be looking out for in the coming months, um, or at the very least, learn more about, which doesn't hurt. I am going to have us add a, um, a link to the show notes for you to be able to add yourself to the first to know list. And if you go to this page, you'll just drop your name and your email and you're simply going to be added to a list so that as I figure out more information for upcoming spots and rounds, I will announce to the list first and give whoever is on this list first dibs of upcoming spots because we only did 20 spots this round. And like I said, they, they sold fast and I like smaller groups. So it'll definitely be around that number, if not less. So anyway, if you're interested in at the very least learning more about that, you can um, click the link in the show notes and add yourself to the list and we'll get you on there. But anyway, Let's get to these questions because they are really good. Sorry, I just got a text from Verizon saying that my bill is lower this month. Not sure how that's possible, but anyway. 
Okay. So anyway, so the questions that I got for this episode, it's really good. Um, I had people submit them via Instagram stories and, and yeah, I'm excited to dive into them. I really like doing these episodes. So what I usually do anytime that I want to do one of these is I always field my Instagram audience. So if you're not following me on Instagram, definitely do that. It's at Allie I Reeves and keep an eye on my stories because I do it sporadically. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the first question that we are going to dive into today is what is my best advice for moms who are working full time and creating a new business? And this is a good one. I did this myself. I wouldn't say I was working full time, um, but I was working part time for my old job at home and I was a brand new mom. So I had very limited time and I was, poof, those were the days, man. I, I think I have PTSD from that, from that first year. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, like I kind of, I'm feeling you and I definitely have some advice for you. So I think my first piece of advice would be have a plan for yourself, right? If you're working full-time, and you have anything else going on, if you have kids, a husband, a life, you are going to have very limited time to dedicate to this other business, right? So I think creating some sort of plan and structure that you can commit yourself to and stick to would be really helpful so that you have the peace of mind that you are putting in the work. Because, you know, working... And it, by the way, it's doable. Okay. It's totally doable, but working in the short, the, the tiny pockets of time is going to be a slower, a, a slower grind, um, and, and path to the business that you want, you know, um, at least at first. So create some sort of plan have a time where, you know, every single morning you get up and for the first hour of the day, you are doing something for your business and make it intentional. Don't have it be something where you're like Googling how to, I don't know, create like a business plan or something like that. You know, it needs to be intentional stuff like actually creating content or actually reaching out to potential clients or something like that. Um, same thing for in the evening. And this is probably going to require some sacrifice on your part too, some of your weekends. And it's a great time to do that, you know, um, with COVID still being COVID <laughs> and still doing its its thing. Um, I think quarantine is, is still going on and still going to be happening for us for a while. So it's the perfect time to really take advantage of not having the summer concerts and the summer events that are going to be creating severe FOMO for you and putting your head down and doing the things that you need to do for your business. So have a plan, stick to it. And also like create some sort of reminder to yourself, like write a note to yourself, write it on your mirror, you know, create several reminders, put it on the background of your, of your phone. Um, maybe even like 
uh, events in your calendar to pop up and remind you every day of like why you are doing this. Because in the beginning, as you're growing your business and you're sacrificing your time, you're getting up early and you're staying up late and you're hustling during lunch hour, whatever you have to do, it feels like a lot. It's going to be tiring. And in the very beginning, when you don't have too much to show for it yet, that can feel, it can feel tiring, right? And and a little disheartening at some points too. And that's totally normal, but you need to, it's your responsibility to remind yourself of why you're doing this and remind yourself that it's not going to be like this forever. I remember like the first year of growing my business. And like I said, I was a new mom and it was it was purely nap time hustle. We couldn't afford the the cleaners to help us with the house, couldn't afford a nanny yet. It was complete like night and day situation. And I was I ran myself ragged truly because I was doing so much in my business and I was working part-time with this other job that was like paying my my bills at the time. And I was so exhausted, but I just kept, I had to keep reminding myself of why I was doing this and reminding myself that it wouldn't be like this forever if I kept going. But if I stopped and I lost my focus and, you know, the vision of where I was headed, then it would take me longer because I was never going to give up on it. Like I, I had to, to be where I am and, you know, have to keep going, um, you know, if you really want the thing, if you really want the goal or the business, you probably feel the same way. So you're better off like creating that plan, steadily moving toward it, giving yourself some grace, but also like reminding yourself to keep going and it's not going to be like this forever. And then the last piece of advice here too is, is there a way that you can buy yourself some time? Meaning, could you hire a VA? Could you hire a coach, get in a mastermind, um, take some sort of course or whatever that can teach you how to do something or teach you some sort of strategy or something that you know is going to work that can help you get to your specific outcome faster And also, again, give you like that peace of mind that the actions that you are taking in those early mornings and late nights and all of the little pockets of time, that those are the right actions and they're actually leading you somewhere. Because I remember very well before I actually pulled the trigger and invested in my first coach, one of the most frustrating things to me was I was putting in work. I was, you know, doing the things consistently but I didn't know if they were actually getting me anywhere because they weren't yielding results yet. And that uncertainty, like I, I, I kind of knew, I was like, I'll get somewhere. Like this is gonna start working at some point, like with my little fingers crossed praying. <laughs> but I really didn't have that certainty and that, it drove me crazy. And that was the thing that I it pulled me to, to finally hire a coach to teach me a way that was proven that worked. So then I had a framework to go by and I could feel good. And it just, it gave me like more clarity and confidence in the actions I was taking. So that's another thought for you too. All right. Next question. 
what is a realistic amount of followers to have a successful launch for my upcoming course? So this is fun. This is a little different than what we usually talk about on here. So it sounds like this person is wanting to create their own workshop or course, and they want to know the amount of followers to have a quote successful launch. So I don't know what, you know, everybody considers a a successful launch something else, right? Um, So I don't know what that is for you, but let's say like, I don't like my first launch, the first one I ever did was Instant Ambassador. And this was two years ago, three years ago. I can't, I don't even know. And that first launch was, I made $5,000. And that to me, because that was the first thing I ever put out into the world and the first money I ever made from my creation and $5,000 felt like 5 million. I mean, that was like game changing. Like I can do this. That launch right there propelled me and like fueled me for years. (laughs) Um, I really needed that. And I want to say my following at the time, it was definitely under 5,000 followers. I didn't have a crazy big audience. I still don't have a crazy big audience. And, um, and I had a $5,000 launch. And then even after that, you know, I had several launches after that. And I had, what did I have? I had under 15,000 followers when I had my two back-to-back 50K launches, whenever I launched Influence the Income Formula back-to-back late last year and early this year, 50K each, and I had under 15,000 followers. So the point of me saying this is you don't have to have, I don't even think you need 15,000 followers to have a $50,000 launch or $100,000 launch, I'm sure. And I'm certain I've heard of people having much larger launches with smaller audiences. What it's really about and what's most important is are your followers engaged with you and are they the right people for whatever it is that you're creating? right? Because you can have a million followers, but if they're not engaging with your content and watching your stuff, you're not going to sell anything. Um, You can also have 10,000 super engaged followers, but if they're into this thing over here, but you're making something completely different that they don't need, then that's not going to help you either. So it matters, are they engaged and are they your ideal clients is the most important thing. So my advice to you is learn about your followers, start pulling them, see what it is, you know, see how aligned they are with what it is that you're creating. If you, I don't know if you've created this thing yet or if you're thinking about it, or anybody who's listening who is considering creating their own thing, which I highly recommend because, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Um, learn about your audience. What, what do they need? Do they need what it is that you sell? If not, go get more people into your audience that need what it is that you're going to create for them, right? If you create a course on confidence but your audience is confident AF, (laughs) go find some insecure people. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But kind of, you know, you know, go, you need to go find your ideal clients 
get in front of them, engage with them, get them over to your page, and then nurture them with your content, warm them up so you build that trust with them and so that they look at you as the expert in this thing and ask them questions. Get, you know, really see where they're struggling and what they need and then come to them with that solution and that that's where you get those really awesome launches. But it's all about nurturing and building that like, know, and trust. That is so much more important. You know, the engaged ideal followers, quality followers are so much more important than the quantity. All right. The next question is how to, oops, okay. How to prepare your business when you are about to have a baby? I am losing momentum. Well, first of all, congratulations on your sweet baby. And I'm sorry that you're losing momentum. Um, but again, I, I feel this in my soul. I felt the exact same way whenever I was having crews and like that due date was getting closer and closer. This is before I, I mean, this was like well before I even knew what I wanted my business to be. And I wanted to create something so bad, but I didn't have a plan. And I just felt like, that date was just as exciting as it was. It was like this moment of doom for me business-wise because I knew that I was going to lose any kind of momentum that I had built up. So anyway, my advice in hindsight, looking back into anybody who is going through this or who will go through this is, like I've said earlier, have a plan, right? What can you do right now to set yourself up for success during your maternity leave. So an idea could be, and I don't know what type of business this person is in who asked the question. So I'm going to have to kind of like come up with a few different ideas that may make sense, may not. But let's say this person is in direct sales. Could you bring in a VA to like help you check on clients or if you normally send out like freebies and little care packages and samples and things like that, could you hire an intern or somebody to do those things for you while you're on your maternity leave or to send out emails or um, check in or, you know, something like that to nurture the things for you that take like the energy and effort that you aren't going to want to focus on after you have this baby or, you know, in those first few weeks. Another thing you can do is, of course, prepare your customers for what's to come and set an expectation from for them of when you're going to be back and in action and checking in. Um, you could send out emails and texts, just letting them know what to expect, how long you're going to be on maternity leave, and maybe like a number to another team member or somebody else if they have any questions and, you know, links to place orders if they need something or whatever. I think that would go a really long way and show them that you care and you want them to be taken care of, even though you are the one who is about to have a baby. And, you know, I think that that will go a really long way. And another thing you can do, which I could not encourage you more to do this, is to batch out your content so that you're not MIA too long. So 
It's all about consistency on Instagram. And when you go MIA, and whenever I say MIA, I don't mean like a day or two. I mean like weeks at a time that can really kind of throw a wrench into the momentum that you've built on your platform so far. So anything that you can do to maintain some semblance of consistency on Instagram and Facebook, which is great because you can schedule out content on both. You can schedule out content on your business Facebook page by scheduling out posts. Um, and you can schedule out posts for yourself um, on Planoly. And there are other Instagram planner apps as well. So I really, really encourage you to do that. I mean, even just like two or three posts a week, just sharing some little tips and tricks and easy things, right? Just something that's like allowing you to still um, pop up in people's news feeds and nurture your people and also maintain that consistency and that energy in the algorithm on Instagram and Facebook is going to be something that you will not regret. Okay. Moving on. How to keep going when you feel like nothing you are doing is working and making a big, wait, I read that wrong. How to keep going when you feel like nothing you are doing is working to make a big change. So, and there are actually a couple of other questions I got that were very similar to this one. And a common theme to the question was like what to do when you are struggling or what to do when you are feeling stuck. So if you submitted that type of question for this, I'm kind of answering all of them in one fell swoop right here. So specific to this question, how to keep going when you feel like nothing you're doing is working to make a big change. Honestly, not many things that I do in my business results in like a significant big change. I'm really trying to think. I mean, okay, so my launches, I feel like that's the exception, right? That's like game day. And that's when, you know, I've seen like significant leaps in my income and you know the type of results that I've been able to produce so like launch days I guess like the the equation for other people would be um you know hitting big month-end goals or something like that like your game day your big things okay yeah you can see big changes in that way but other than that the day-to-day -day activities it feels like nothing is ever changing most of the time. I catch myself thinking all the time, like, what the heck? <laughs> Am I going to be doing this forever? Like, this is, sometimes I feel like I'm the same person I was just two years ago, you know, with slightly different results. When in reality, if I take a step back and I really dissect that and look at it, that's that couldn't be further from the truth. So my point in saying that is you probably aren't going to be noticing any big changes. Now, I lost the question because I made some notes. Hold on. 
What the frick? Here it is. So yeah, you're not going to notice like any crazy big changes, but over time, you should start to notice a steady increase of momentum, right? So like on social media, you should notice a slight increase in your followers over an extended period of time. You should notice a slight increase in engagement. You should notice a slight more ease and interest in your offers. You know, whenever I first got started with my business, I felt like I was pulling teeth to get people to hire me. The first time I launched my mastermind, nobody wanted in the mastermind. Like two people, I and if you're listening right now, I love you so much. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was really hard. And, and yeah, like it, it's really hard. But like now... A couple of years later, I just filled out a mastermind very, very quickly and had very different results. But that, you know, that's over a, an extended period of time. So what I encourage you to do is give yourself some grace. Okay. Give yourself some grace. Yes. And, and look over the long picture. This is a long game. Okay. You know, most of us aren't going to wake up tomorrow and our businesses are going to be you know, our businesses are going to have experiences quantum leap. Could you get lucky and land like some magazine article that launches you into like another level of success? Sure. You know, there are things like that that can happen. Um, and God willing, that would be great. But overall, it's going to be that slow burn. And that's how it is for most people. So stop looking for the big changes and play the long game here. And also on the other end of that, yes, give yourself some grace, but also check in and make sure that you are doing the right things, right? Are you being consistent on social media? Are you clear with your message? Have you chosen a niche and have you like dedicated yourself to that? Are you having conversations and nurturing the people? Are you creating things that people actually want? Um, right? Like, are you doing the things that you're supposed to be doing? I think that's, it's really important to take accountability and ownership of where you're at if you feel like you haven't made it yet. Um, and this is another situation where you may consider hiring somebody to help you to buy yourself some time or to create a strategy for yourself that is proven and that you can feel good about dedicating yourself to and not like stressing out about. Another thing, like I said, keep track of your small wins because they can often go under the radar. There's so many little things that I'm really bad personally about celebrating, like little tiny things um, that a couple years ago would have been a really big deal because especially if you are an achiever and you have like these huge goals for yourself, it's easy to keep your eye on that and totally miss all of the beauty and the magic that's in the miracles that are happening around you every single day just because they aren't like this huge explosive million dollar situation. Do you know what I mean? So start paying attention and keeping track and celebrating these small wins because they're so easy to go under the radar. And last thing I'm going to say here is if you find yourself telling yourself 
and running the program that you are stuck or that you are struggling, stop doing that. Stop telling yourself that you're stuck, that you're stuck because what's going to happen is you are going to continue to see evidence of that. Our brain's job is to prove us right and to find evidence of the things that we tell it. This is why affirmations are so powerful and you know, visualizing and all of those kind of practices, because when you do that enough, your brain is look actively looking for those things to prove it right. So I can't tell you how many times people come to me and say that they are stuck and use that kind of verbiage. And I just want, I empathize because I've been there and I still have days where I feel the same. But also you have to start telling yourself a different story even before and especially before you believe it. Because you are, I guarantee you, there are plenty of things that are happening right, but you're so hyper-focused on the things that are going wrong, and it's taking over the whole narrative. So try and shift your mindset there. Tell yourself a new story. Create some affirmations. Journal on it. Visualize it. Make it part of your practice. Look for the things that are going right, because I guarantee you they are, and keep doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. Okay. Um, how many more? We have three more questions. Next one. When do I, she's asking, when do I suggest is a good time to leave a quote safe job to fully pursue your own business? I think, I mean, obviously like the most obvious answer to this is is your other business, like your passion business, is it bringing in enough money to cover your bills? Like that's, you know, the the most obvious indicator right there. If you were to leave your quote safe job, can you pay your bills? Um, do you have a backup plan? Can your husband, you know, God forbid your business kind of ebbs and flows, which is totally normal, especially in the beginning. Can your husband pick up some of that flack and help support you um, or whatever your family needs? start there. Also, this is like such an important conversation to have between you and your spouse for sure. Um, that I, I mean, you got to do if you are married or if you're in a committed relationship, you have to have this conversation and make sure you two are on the same page and create a plan with each other and look at the finances and go from there. I will say I personally, so before I started my business, the one that I have right now, I was still managing social media for other businesses. That was my part-time income. Um, I was kind of like freelancing my work. I had a few like lifer clients. Thank God. They were so cool. Shout out to Dwayne. And I'd worked with them for years, but whenever I started building the business that I have now, that was the thing I was most passionate about, right? Like I had my heart set on it. I wanted to spend every waking moment working on this business. So whenever I would have to, you know, and this was during the nap time hustle phase. So I I quite literally had two, maybe three hours tops, give or take, 
each day to dedicate to work. So whenever I had to sit down for an hour to two hours to work for my other clients, it killed my soul because all I wanted to do was work on my my passion business, you know? Um, so what I did was I had a conversation with Chris about this and I, you know, we talked about it and we came up with a plan on when I would leave my and, you know, drop my clients to focus on my full-time business. We had the conversation, we set a plan, and then I promptly did my own thing and pretended like that conversation never happened. And a month later, ended up dropping all of my clients so I could focus solely on my business. And hashtag no regrets. (laughs) But it was hard. You know, I did it. Obviously, we got through it and it was cool and everything happens for our reason, but it was hard. It was really, really hard. And there were several moments where Chris really was not happy with me because I had some money issues. It was just, it was stressful. We've talked about this in um, the conversation that, or the podcast that he and I did together. So if you're interested, go and find that. Um, but it was it was really hard. And many times I thought to myself, I should have kept my clients because when you can at least, when you know cash is coming in, it just, that peace of mind is priceless, really. Um, and it takes so much pressure off of you. So you can really, in the small time that you do have to work on your other business, you can really show up and do it in such a more authentic and and fun way versus I had to make it work and it was stressful. And I feel like I brought so much of an energy of desperation into it. And I just, if I could go back and do it again, I would have done it a little differently. And I encourage you, if you're in that place where you you feel like in your gut, you're not exactly ready yet, I encourage you to look at your current job as a way, like a cash infusion into your passion business. Um, look at it as like, this is supporting my other business until I can get that off the ground. And then once you are at a place where you have projected income and you know that cash is coming in and like y'all are in a good place, then you can happily and comfortably leave the other job. And it can be like a really cool experience versus stressful, which is what I did to myself personally. All right. Uh, two more. No. Yeah, two more questions. Second to last question was, I was a guest on a podcast recently and I want to do more of those to grow my audience. How do you search for podcasts that would have the right niche target audience? Great question. So this is actually something that I recently discovered because several of my high-level clients are also pitching themselves to podcasts, which I really encourage, especially if you're a coach and you're growing your business or really in in any business, if you have a specific message that you want to share, pitch it to podcasts. Why not? Um, but I also was having a hard time finding podcasts, you know, without like being able, because like on iTunes, you have to know the actual title and it was just kind of a pain. Well, anyway, there is a website. It is called Listen Notes. 
So just Google Listen Notes, and it has basically every single podcast on there. It's like a podcast library, and you can search keywords and niches as well, I believe, and they'll all come up. And then from there, you can kind of do some research and gauge. You can't see how many subscribers they have, so it's kind of hard to gauge how, quote, successful they are, but you can see how many episodes they have and things like that, and you can just kind of feel it out. But that's at least a start. So definitely use that. And a pro tip for this is whenever you are pitching to podcasts, definitely do this via email. Don't do this via like Instagram or Facebook message. Be professional. Create an email. Um, but include like three to five topic ideas that you could speak on in this podcast, like interview topic ideas that make sense for that specific audience. So these three to five topic ideas might change depending on who you are sending the email to. Um, but in my experience, I get pitched podcasts like 10 a day. It's honestly overwhelming. It, but like the ones that stand out and the ones that I will eventually book are the ones that say, hey, I can talk on this topic, this topic, this topic, because then that allows me to say, ooh, love that topic. My people would love that too. Let's get it on the books. It just makes it so much easier. Don't make the person think if you're pitching to them. Make it as make it the easiest yes possible. And then the last question we're going to dive into is how can I reach potential clients within my city on and off Instagram? So Instagram is great, first of all, so don't discount Instagram. I would definitely um, search hashtags and search location tags for specific businesses, and you can start like engaging on their content, slide into the DMs, and build connections that way. But also, what you could do is you could join your town's chamber of commerce. That's always a good way to get in with some local business. If you're looking for businesses, again, I don't know what what business this specific person is in, but if you're looking for businesses, Chamber of Commerce is great. Um, or if you're looking for clients, I know like my town and I know most cities and towns has like a big Facebook group or has like a mom Facebook group for that specific town. I know that's becoming a thing. So I would look for as niche as possible local Facebook groups because you can go in there and you can kind of like flex on them and, and answer questions and post helpful tips around whatever your specific expertise is and build conversations there. Obviously, networking events in and around town is going to be awesome. And whenever you do these things, you can usually very quickly find like one very connected person in your town. Like for us in my town of Mount Juliet, Tennessee, there is this girl, Keisha. She is amazing. Shout out to Keisha. But I don't even know how I found her honestly. But I feel like if I was looking, I would have found her pretty early on because she's so, there are just people out there who are natural connectors and networkers. And she is that person. Like she's so connected with a lot of local businesses and people. Find your Keisha for your, for your area and 
get coffee with them, you know, sit them down, ask them about local events or certain things in the area to kind of get connected to what's going on. And, um, you know, they'll probably be open to inviting you to the next one or, you know, create your own. I know like Keisha is the one who's, who did this, but she wanted to create a group for, local female business owners to get together every month and have lunch together. So she created like Wilson County. I forget what she called. It It was like wine something um, where we all get together like monthly back when that was a thing (laughs) and we could go in public, but we would get together monthly and like she had me as a guest speaker one time, but she orchestrates these things. Like there's probably somebody in your town that's doing that, or you could be that person too. It's just a great way to get people together and connect and build your own clientele in the process. All right. So that's all I have for you all today. I hope this was helpful. Like I said, I love doing the Q and a episodes. So if you have a question You don't have to wait for me to throw the question box up on my stories. Just reach out to me, shoot me a message on Instagram and say it's a question for the podcast and I'll screenshot it and I will save it for the next episode. But if you found this helpful at all, if you enjoyed this, the best way to say thank you and show a little love is to screenshot it and share it in your stories and or drop me a review in iTunes. That's like the best. Um, or just keep listening. I love that too. But anyway, thank you. If you made it this far, thank you so much for hanging out with me and for listening. And I will see you here next week. Bye friend. Hey friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I. Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.